0: you're listening to pat o'keefe on 98.7 espn connor rogers uh frequent guest of the show kind enough to to join us now with one eye on the mets game i assume connor is the lead nfl draft analyst for bleacher report and covers the league uh, connor i appreciate a couple of minutes especially in the middle of a very big mets game this afternoon
1: of course pat no problem I, uh if i canceled all my plans with the Mets on these days i would never get anything done so happy to talk to you
0: one thing the Mets certainly are these days is uh, is interesting. That's for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll try and get to them in a minute, but but let's let's start with uh, the start of this NFL season. And let's start with the Jets. And look, I mean, my, my take on the whole thing, Connor, is that it, it seems to have been a pretty, you know, drama-free, somewhat positive training camp for the Jets, which I think is a rarity uh, the last couple of years. I, I know there were some really tough injuries that the team is going to have to deal with. But overall, how are you feeling about the Jets heading into this new season with this new coaching regime?
1: I think it's a step in the right direction, right? And that's all you can ask for when you look at the position that Robert Sala's coaching era is starting from. You you know, Joe Douglas has been here for a little bit, and you're starting to see his fingerprints on the roster. But with what they went through in two years of ineptitude with Adam Gase, there's just a lot to recover from. And I think that what you're going to see this year is, number one, a competitive football team. I mean, let's be real. For how many weeks uh, until the Rams game or or towards the end there, they were just getting blown out, and they weren't really trying to win games in the second half. There was a lot of times where they would just – sit on the ball, run the ball, punt the ball. And it's just you're wondering, does this team, and it's not necessarily the players fault, but more on the coaching staff want to win. And I can tell you, you know, as much as they might lack talent in some areas, they won't lack drive. I think Robert Sala really gets through to the guys. I think Zach Wilson has had as good of a summer as they could have hoped for. Uh, they've asked him to play in structure, and he's done that. I think when things really you know, get going this week, you'll see him make some big plays out of structure as well. So overall, I think you said it, it was good that there was, wasn't any major bad news with the Jets this summer. Do they expect to you know, beat this playoff team or competing for the division? Uh, maybe they do internally, but I think everybody on the outside knows this is a true trial year, and they could actually work towards building on something for once.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, and you mentioned Zach Wilson, and obviously so much of this season is about him and his development. And the first practice or two when there's really not a ton to write about, you know, you you saw and you read the stories about how he was struggling. But once he got into the preseason games, Connor, as a rookie uh, playing on this level for the first time, um, you know, the weapons and the, the, the talent around him. I think he did pretty well. I mean, what was your impression of his first training camp?
1: I thought he did well, too, Pat. I think we live in an era of football coverage where, you know, people forget what practice is for, right? And what I like about Zach is he's the first person at the podium to sit there and tell you, I'm using these practices to learn what I can get away with, what will be mistakes in games, and what might be a big play. And it really translates. A lot of times guys say things at the podium and you kind of sit there And you go, okay, well, you know, it might be coach-speak. It might be player-trained media-speak. And it was actually genuine. It translated to games where you saw him not only take care of the ball, but you saw progress and growth from the first game against the Giants, where there was some really nice third downs, but it was a lot of game management, to the next game against Green Bay, where he wasn't afraid to get outside the pocket and push the ball down the field. And he led two scoring drives. And you could see – you know, legitimate progress, pushing the ball, driving the ball, the, the talent's all there. I mean, the velocity on the pass is obviously different. He's a very, very good athlete. Everybody raves about his work ethic, and it's always been that way since BYU. There was never talent or work ethic questions with Zach Wilson, really just how he, he can hold up physically, and that's going to be on the Jets to protect him. So – I think overall, is there a lot on his plate? Yeah, the, the interior offensive line still has some work to be done. Obviously, he's got to build chemistry with these weapons like Corey Davis, like Elijah Moore, who have been his go-to guys this summer. We're going to see a first-time play caller in Michael Floor and really see how he does. And I think he's he's worked under Kyle Shanahan for so long uh, that you're going to see some, some good and you're going to see some learning points for him as well. But for Zach Wilson, you nailed it. This year is all about him. And even if he can have a Baker Mayfield, like rookie season, where you're seeing a player uh, that can drive the ball and that cannot give it away too much and can win you games, right? Are you going to be a guy that's along for the ride? Or are you going to be a guy that's driving things? And I think for Zach, there will be weeks where you see him actually be able to sit in the driver's seat and go, this is my team and I can take over games.
0: Joined by Connor Rogers of Bleacher Report. Uh, hard to believe NFL week one is here. Um, just a general question for you. I mean, what is what is the strength of this Jets team?
1: Oh, man. Before Carl Lawson got hurt, it was the D-line, and there was no debate about it. And, and I think it might still be, and people might think that's insane when you lose a player like Carl Lawson, but Quinton Williams is probably the best player on this football team. It's, it's either him or Marcus May. and. You know, we'll see the young guys on the offensive side, what steps they can take, like Dexton, uh, like Moore, of course, like Wilson. Uh, but I still think this defensive line is going to be really good. And part of that is the coaching that they've gotten, the green light they have to get upfield and get after the quarterback that some fans might not be used to with this Jets team. Some fans might be used to a lot of reading and reacting, where Clinton's going to be able to pin his ears back and go. I think Sheldon Rankins was quietly a really nice signing and they still have some young talent on the edge, like a Bryce Huff, like John Franklin Myers. I think this defensive line is still going to be pretty good. But if you're looking to get away from that group, I like the receiver room. I really do. I think Corey Davis has quietly been an ascending player in the league. It's it's tough when you're drafted as a top ten pick and you're not a sensation from day one. Everybody writes you off. Uh, but for the last couple of years in Tennessee, when they actually had a real quarterback there, he's been a really good player. Elijah Moore is in for a big rookie season. They have Jamison Crowder. You know, Denzel Mims had a, a rocky summer in the beginning, but he kind of turned things on before he got hurt. So, And they have Keelan Cole as well. So this is a deep, wide receiver group. It's not going to be like Sam Darnold uh, out there throwing the ball to no-names week after week. Zach Wilson has guys – that can start at the position, pretty much spot one through five.
0: You know the the Elijah Moore pick is interesting because in the last decade alone, the the Jets have a very checkered history picking wide receivers in the second round. As you know, Connor, um, why <laughs> and and look, he was so good at Ole Miss. I mean, I saw a ton of his games last year. I mean, he's such an exciting player. You know, why can it and why hopefully will it be different with Elijah Moore?
1: I just think, honestly, Pat, he's such a rare player that has unique athletic ability in terms of his athletic profile, uh, Four three speed, can jump out of the gym, can make you miss, and then the high floor side. A lot of these freakish athletes don't have the high floor that he has. He catches everything. He was one of the best in the nation last year at moving the chains. He had 55 third-down conversions. He's a great route runner. He knows how to get open. He knows how to win down the field. You can use him as a threat on jet sweeps. Uh, once again, the work. Joe Douglas takes these work ethic guys that are just all about football, and that is absolutely Elijah Moore. And to me, he's Brandon Cooks. Honestly, everything about him, uh, he's the same player. And Brandon Cooks is, you know, he's been in some rough places right now, Houston, but he's been such a great thousand-yard wide receiver year after year in this league. And you know, doing the draft of Bleacher Report, joined by Reggie Wayne, he said he's Santana Moss. So there's lofty comparisons thrown out about Elijah Moore. And, Quite frankly, why he's going to get the Jets fans so excited, and they will be excited watching this guy. They have not had a home run threat like him probably since Santana Moss, quite frankly, a guy that when the ball's in his hand, everybody's glued to the screen watching what is he going to do, how many guys are going to miss tackles on him, and can he take that 4-3 speed to the house. And I think there'll be moments like that for Elijah Moore as a rookie. I don't think he'll be waiting until 2022 to see that.
0: Connor Rogers is the lead NFL draft analyst for Bleacher Report, also hosts the That's So Mets pod. Um, Let me ask you about the Giants. I mean, I'm of the mind that the Giants' expectations, Connor, should be to win the division. And part of that is the fact that it's the weakest division in the NFL. Part of that is the progress that they made last season. I mean, how should the Giants be approaching this year in terms of expectations?
1: You know, Pat, my biggest problem with the Giants is their timeline is all over the place, and this is often what happens. I mean, I've seen it with the Jets for almost 10 years now, when the GM and the coach might not be in sync on board together, and then the quarterback might not be on that same timeline as well. And this is why I was preaching for, as much as a lot of people still believe in Sam Darnold, it was best for the Jets to be on the timeline with the coach, the GM, and the quarterback And for the Giants right now, it's a little bit all over the place, right? We've obviously seen some good out of Joe Judge and his staff, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We've seen moments from Daniel Jones, but we've also seen times where he can completely give the ball away and lose you a game. And most importantly, getting away from those two guys, I don't know about the architect of this football team and Dave Gettleman. While watching this offensive line, once again, it might be worse than last year or the year before that, right? They're young on the interior and unproven, And the same could be said at the tackle spots, right? There's, You know, Andrew Thomas, in my eyes, was a solid prospect. I didn't think he was the best tackle that year, but I didn't think things would be this rough. Is it a coaching issue? Uh, What is he struggling with? Matt Hurt is going to have his own problems at right tackle, and they just haven't done enough across the board to get that group right. And when that group's not right, I don't know how you can see what you have in the quarterback, but you're in year three of Daniel Jones. The, The bottom line is if Daniel Jones isn't really good this year, the Giants might be in a situation where they have a new GM and he might look to get his own guy. You just don't see these situations where you don't know about a quarterback going into year four and you're running it back, especially if a new regime comes through. So that goes back to your original point of, yeah, the expectation should be to win the division. Because if you win the division, you feel good about your quarterback. You obviously feel good about your young coaching staff. You're not going to you know, write them off if they have a bad year this soon. So I look at it and it's tricky. They have they really imbalanced. They have some serious problems. I do like their talents and skill spots that can help out Daniel Jones, and that's going to be on Jason Garrett to utilize this offense and get the ball out quickly and, and get the ball in those guys' hands to make a play. But this is not a layup division. Washington's defense, I'm really, really impressed with what they've done in the draft year after year. We know Ron Rivera's a good coach. Uh, the Cowboys have some issues, but that offense is going to score a lot of points this year. They really, really are. so. And the Eagles are never an easy out, especially the way the Giants and the Eagles play each other. So big expectations, but it's also uh, you know really tough to see them uh, saying it's a layup that they meet them.
0: Connor, great job as always. Uh, hard to believe the NFL is starting in just a couple of days. Thanks for getting us all set with everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Always good to talk to you, Pat. Have a good Labor Day.
0: You're listening to Pat O'Keefe on 98.7 ESPN.